Boy, is Renee on top of it today. She is tracking a number of accidents out there. And the level of frustration you experience on your morning commute is going to be directly proportional to just how close it is to freezing Mm -hmm. where you are. But also how well your municipality did last night in pre-treating those roads. Yeah, The side streets are very icy. That was my experience. Yeah. Yeah. And And the sidewalks. Yeah. I found out the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't let the dog tell you they're safe because they're not. They the dog lies. Um we love them, but yeah, yeah. they're 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 gonna take you take you down if yeah. they do that today. Um uh, so do stay on top of that. We've got uh, school closings at WJR.com, more than five hundred of them out there right now. It is Tuesday and it means it's time for Ability Makers brought to you by Bridgestone. Getting people down the road matters, but getting generations down them. That's what really matters. Bridgestone. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. You're going to be relying a lot on that little temperature bug that you have in your car today. Mm-hmm. And finding that kind of information supposedly is going to be easier based on the new instrument panel that Ford is going to be rolling out in a number of its vehicles. Uh, I think most predominantly the, the uh, Lincoln Nautilus. We're joined by Zephyr Rizaki, product marketing lead for digital experiences at Ford Motor Company, to talk with us about this this new IP they're developing. Good morning, Zephyr. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So I, you know, I, I sometimes wonder if we're answering questions that nobody asked for. I, tell me why you felt that the IP needed this kind of a, a revolutionary change. Well, you know, we've seen over the past few years an increasing dependence on our smartphone, uh, both uh, outside of the vehicle in our everyday lives, uh, but also inside. Um, And we want to make sure to offer customers access to the information they need when they need it, um, but also do it in a very safe way. So uh, in the same way that uh, in our everyday lives, we're using it to communicate, we're using it to listen to our our content and our media. Um, We want to create a safe uh, way for customers to access that information um, and make that an integrated experience inside of the vehicle. And that's why we announced uh, our new Ford Digital Experience and Lincoln Digital Experience, uh, like you said, launching first in the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus. And can you also download the apps that you want uh, as well? I mean, like like YouTube or or uh, an app where you can watch a movie. Of course, if you're sitting still and not driving, you know. But can you do those things with this? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the native experience inside of the vehicle uh, has some stock apps that we are very comfortable and familiar with, Google Maps for navigation, Google Assistant for uh, voice control in the vehicle, uh, as well as access to the Google Play Store. So uh, access to a lot of those apps that you just described uh, is just the touch of a button away. What about safety? Um, You talked about being safe. Uh, Can you access these while you're driving down the road? How does all that work? So, you know, there, while the vehicle is in motion, uh, it, you have access only to some of those core uh, experiences that you need for driving, like navigation, like integrated calling and messaging, um, things like uh, watching content or playing games inside of the vehicle are only available while the vehicle is stationary. Uh, so, you know, safety first. Another thing I'll mention about um, safety, you know, the vehicle is designed, in particular with the Lincoln Nautilus, there's a 48-inch panoramic display across the front of the vehicle. 
Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, and we've designed that so that we're putting critical information uh, right in front of you. Uh, and we've designed it by testing viewing angles to make sure that your head can always be up and looking at the road and that the critical information that you need is, is just a glance away. So when you do that, you I mean, you just said 48 inch panoramic display. That means some of that information is going to be pretty far to my right and more in front of the passenger than me. How do you envision we, um, I, I know this is very customizable. What kind of information would we put? further down the IP to the right. Sure. So if you think straight ahead of you, we're focused on uh, that, what we call critical information, um, your speedometer, uh, navigation information, etc. cetera. Um, things like weather, uh, tire pressure, um, those are more what we call glanceable widgets mm -hmm. um, that are available and, and reserved for that further right section of the display. Uh, so there are really three kind of zones that we've mapped out on the display, uh, critical, supportive, and glanceable. And we try to make sure that we're giving you widgets uh, within those different categories. This screen is, is mostly for the, the driver and I take it the passenger, those that, that are um, in the back seat uh, will not be uh, able to to really take advantage of this. So I, I take it that they will just have to have their iPads or their phones or whatever to, to look at movies or do what they need to do. <laughs> well, the kids are always going to have their iPads and, <laughs> and want to watch their videos or, or play their games. Uh, but we do envision a future where you, know, you will be able to watch video content on that large panoramic display in the future um, or potentially play games in the future. Uh, so especially when that vehicle is parked, mm -hmm. um, we're thinking about ways to create that immersive experience for everyone in the cabin. Um, so stay tuned for, for uh, more developments and more announcements around that. But for now, uh, you're right. We're really focused on making sure that that uh, driver and passenger experience in the front of the vehicle uh, is top notch. Well, you know, I have a car seat in the back, so I was interested in Lloyd's question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A very, de Many a very demanding do. passenger. Yes. Who wants to be she likes to watch Miss Rachel, if anyone knows what that <laughs> yeah. is. Um, how much of this is going to be voice activated, Zephyr? Well, uh, Google Assistant is natively uh, available in the vehicle, um, as well as if you choose uh, Amazon Alexa voice control. Um, so voice integration is very uh, deep and important to us. Um, so that is a primary method of control inside of the vehicle. So essentially, I mean, if you wanted to bump up the temperature a few knots, you can say, do you say Alexa or do you choose which virtual assistant you want to use? You choose which virtual assistant you want, and you communicate with it the same way you would at home. Uh, we want it to be very uh, comfortable and familiar. Uh, but, yeah, uh, temperature control, volume control, navigation control, um, all uh, just at a, you know, the, the sound of your voice. Well, according to the, the average U.S. household now owns 16 connected devices, so I guess the plan is to bring it with you in the car now. That's right. That's actually a, a key data point um, that helped uh, uh, set the direction for uh, our design and um, you know, our strategy. Uh, this is just expected. Um, we've yeah. come to expect it in our homes. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning, um, I'm asking Google um, for weather conditions. I'm asking Google to tell me the news. Um, and 
many of our customers expect to have that same relationship with their vehicle. Uh, can I say that I am happy that you have kept some knobs? Um, <laughs> Buttons? Yeah. The, 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 I mean, things like volume, things like that, that are, that are inherently intuitive. You're not, you're not forcing us to relearn the whole process, which I think is, is really important for, uh, for all consumers. Yeah, that's absolutely right. We need to have uh, options for our customers. Some are more uh, savvy and comfortable using their voice to control everything, uh, but some of those affordances um, are just familiar and, you know, clicking the button to go up and down with volume um, or, or turning the knob. Um, those are affordances that we wanted to make sure to include as well, and we'll learn. We'll learn from how our customers are using them, and uh, that will inform our future design directions. Zephyr Razaki, we look forward to test driving it and uh, customizing it. And uh, we're going to have to, I think, just uh, tell folks they're, they're going to need to take a little time to familiarize themselves with it because it's going to be unlike any IP they've ever interacted with before. And you can make it your own when you take that kind of time and make for a safer experience. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Yeah, we look forward to that. When we come back, they are off and running in New Hampshire, the first primary of the election season. Will it also be the last? We'll talk to our good friend John Selleck, founder and CEO of Harbor Strategic, next on JR Morning.